Guys, good Tuesday afternoon. I'm Jerry Miller. Welcome to the I Love Seville show. Thank you kindly for joining us. A pleasure to connect with you guys on this network on a show presented today by Scott Wagner of Scott Wagner Integrated Medicine. Today's program is live on every social media platform and in some cases on 15 pages. For example, um, Facebook on 15 different pages there. A lot to cover on the show. I want to talk what Chesterfield County government is considering doing to potentially throttle the proliferation of vape shops in Chesterfield County, Virginia. Have you guys noticed in the Charlottesville and Almaro County area, the vape shops are everywhere? I mean, one brand in particular is most ubiquitous. The Carytown Tobacco. Um, vape shop. They also sell cigars. They sell some paraphernalia. They sell glass. They sell vape. They sell cartridges. Carytown seems to be the most ubiquitous or the shop or the brand that's proliferated the most, scaled the most. But I mean, they're, they're everywhere. Fifth Street Station, the old Waffle House. I'm not throwing shade. And anyone who wants to open a business and get into entrepreneurship and hire some people and put some of their money on the line, their life savings on the line, some skin in the game, and try to make a a name for themselves and their family and some team members, props and respect to you. I ain't throwing shade to you, okay? But did anyone think that the Waffle House on 5th Street, 5th Street Extended, a road that probably gets what? 15, 20,000 cars at least. I mean, if eight to 10,000 cars are driving by the I Love Seville studio every day, the Waffle House has got to get 2x that. There's way more traffic down that road. It is a major thoroughfare, and you had an island pad restaurant, and the Waffle House was an island pad. It was not in a shopping strip, it was standalone, it had plenty of parking, it had Tremendous visibility, signage, and eyeballs, and it's now a vape shop. There's on the downtown mall four to five vape shops alone and more opening. You drive down Route 29, you go down Pantops, they're everywhere. And Chesterfield County has realized the Board of Supervisors that this is happening. And tomorrow, they're deciding on whether to adopt new zoning rules for specialty stores that sell vape, hemp, and similar products. This is interesting. Here's what they're considering. Stores that have 25% or more of their inventory or 15% or more of their display areas taken by vape, hemp, and similar products would be required to be at least 2,000 linear feet away from schools and also the same distance away from property lines of similar stores. So 2,000 square feet, while that doesn't seem like a lot, 2,000 square feet would limit this aggregation of vape shops we have in downtown Charlottesville because those are within 2,000 feet of each other. And what I'm reading here, it says 2,000 square feet away from schools. I'm in favor of that. You may disagree, and you're fine with them being within 2,000 square feet. I don't want to put words in your mouth. I'm going to ask you that question. I think the shop should be 
and, and you're talking libertarian, you're talking free market guy, you're talking as 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 as, as big a proponent of of what cannabis can offer humanity and mankind. I am in all favor of that. But the 2,000 thresholds feet, linear feet from schools makes sense to me. We'll get to that. I'll ask Judah's uh, opinion on that. I'm going to ask you, the viewer and listener, on that as well. Um, they're also limiting time. This is intriguing. Chesterfield County is talking about limiting the time these stores can be open from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And I know firsthand that these stores are open later than 8 p.m. to get the late rush, the night rush. So I want to I ask you that question. I want to I wanna, I wanna put it on your radar. First, have you noticed how many vape shops are around this area? Second, is this becoming the new most crowded space of business in Charlottesville and Albemarle? You got restaurants, you got realtors, you got coffee shops, you got a hell of a lot of vape shops. Next question I'd like to answer, why are they setting up at such an aggressive clip? Is the plan to get ahead of the weed game once that ever gets legal? If it gets legal, I mean, is Yunkin poo-pooing that? Looks like it, okay? I also want to ask the question, should the vape shops be uh, restricted with how close they can be to schools and restricted to how close they can be to each other? And should hours be limited? That's literally what Chesterfield County, Virginia is considering doing right now. We'll talk about that on the show. I also want to talk on today's program about a shopping center in North Garden. You know the Crossroads store? I love the Crossroads store. Hmm. Not only is the Crossroads store home to um, Dr. Ho's Humble Pie, and one of my favorite appetizers in Charlottesville, which is the fat and sassy. But Dr. Ho's Humble Pie is also home to the Crossroads store and the Exxon gas station. And that gas station has a little like diner or deli back there. And I'll tell you what, the breakfast sandwiches at that deli in the gas station, it's an Exxon at the Crossroads store, are fantastic. I got mine, I've, I've eaten there three times, each time with my wife and um, one time with my parents. My, my, our oldest was in tow on all three occasions. And I ordered a breakfast sandwich on a croissant that was made on the flat top grill, and it was dynamite. The fried chicken at that store is dynamite. And it's very much a country store in that it has a lot of like, it's eclectic in what it sells. But this shopping center is for sale now. I think this is the first you're hearing of it, right here on the I Love Seville show. Folks, tell your friends. Tell them to tune in. You got a shopping center that has undoubtedly cornered the market in North Garden. You got a shopping center that's 5.32 acres, has 16 retail spaces. Of the 16, 14 are leased. It's got an 88% uh, lease ratio. 
It's got 30,000 square feet in totality. The asking price is $6,200,000. Its anchor tenants are the bank, Dominion National Bank, Old Dominion National, and UVA Family Medicine. It's most known for Dr. Ho's Humble Pie, which is just a dynamite family-owned business. It's across from Pippin Hill, and it's nine miles from the University of Virginia. $6,200,000. 145 parking spaces for the Crossword store. Significant frontage on the... Uh, on, on 29, I'm talking 762 square feet of frontage. This is a dynamite. This is, this is, a, this is a trophy property. Have you ever been to Dr. Host? Let's welcome Judah Whitcoward. Look at Judah Whitcoward, ladies and gentlemen. He's known across, uh, across Central Virginia now as not only the jack of all trades, but a uh, gentleman who appears to be a master of the, the Yiddish language here. Um, not a master? Did you say a master? A master at Googling. Uh... All right. Well, you're, you're introducing the, uh, the Yiddish language to us on this program. Yeah. And I'm excited for a word that you have today. Do you have one for, for, for the fans, the viewers and listeners today? Yeah, well, uh, I looked up a special word since we're uh, talking about crazy families and mm. uh, <clears throat> teaching them Yiddish. So, What crazy family are we talking about? Uh, I believe one of our viewers has some crazy family and... Uh, was explaining some Yiddish words to them. and Oh, Ginny Who. Ginny Who. Ginny yes. Who, yes. She said on Twitter that she was at a family gathering and she was utilizing some of the Yiddish words of the day that you've been uh, showcasing on the show. Um, I want to, and Ginny, I'm undoubtedly going to get to the uh, Chief Kachis um, shout-out on today's program. Judah shouted out Chief Kachis yesterday, um, which I thought his, his shout-out was, was, was very much on point. Ah, apropos. Apropos. Your shout out, Judah. Thank you. It was uh, timely and succinct and eloquent. All right. The conscious shout out from yesterday. Have you been a Dr. Ho's Humble Pie? Yeah. Have you had the fat and sassy? Uh, probably not. I don't know what that is. Oh, it is so good. We need to put a list together of maybe some suggestions that you could rattle off on Sunday after, after church on Sunday to take uh, Big Jim and, and, and your mom, who's a fantastic clothing designer, um, for Sunday uh, afternoon brunch or lunch. Is that lunch or brunch? When does it become lunch and stop becoming brunch? Uh, I think it's lunch if you eat something you'd normally eat for lunch. It's brunch if you're eating if you're eating uh, breakfast. Uh, I don't know. Maybe any time after ten. I don't. I honestly don't know. I, no, no, so, no, no. So you're saying if I'm eating lunch food, if I'm eating food that's lunch. Yeah, if you go out for brunch but you eat a sandwich or a burger, it's, it's lunch. Even if it's in the morning. That's not lunch if it's in the morning. If I go out to Three Notch, and I, we routinely go out to Three Notch for brunch. We went out two weekends ago to Three Notch for brunch. And if I ordered the hot chicken sandwich in the morning, that is not lunch. Then that's, that's brunch. That's just a messed up lunch. I mean, no, that's, that's, that's just, not a messed that's up lunch. That's just a messed up breakfast. That's just a messed up breakfast. 
How is that a messed up breakfast? Because I want the hot chicken sandwich and yeah. it's 11.50 in the morning? 11.50? Yeah. That's lunch. Okay. When does it start becoming lunch then? Anything after 11.45 is that lunch? I'd say... I don't know. I'd say anything after... Like, it's the same thing. Anything after like 10 or 11. And here's another question for you. Why is brunch limited to the weekend? When you're eating breakfast Monday through Friday, it's breakfast. But if you're eating breakfast food on Saturday and Sunday, it's brunch. It's limited to the weekend. Have you noticed that as well? I think that's because brunch times usually go from like whenever they open until like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So like I said, if you're having breakfast afternoon, that's brunch. So they just, call, they just call it brunch service because it's expected that people are going to be ordering breakfast foods until they close. Will you, do, will you do me this favor? Will you go to Google and will you type in fat and sassy Dr. Ho's humble pie and then click images? I'd love to show the fat and sassy. Have you had it, viewers and listeners? This is one of the best appetizers in Charlottesville, in central Virginia, the fat and sassy. I mean, it is banging. This shopping center is for sale, and the asking price is $6,200,000. It was built in 2007 and renovated in 2015. You have significant traffic. I, I, I would love to get a traffic count of how much traffic goes by the Crossroads store over that period of time. $6.2 million seems wheelhouse right there, 207 bucks a square foot for the Crossroads store. And I very much encourage anyone watching this program to try the Exxon store, the gas station, and the griddle that they have at the back of it and get a breakfast sandwich and some fried chicken. You will not be disappointed. Did you find the fat and sassy photos? Uh, I mean, they don't have any on the website. I'm looking for a... Uh... If you Google Fat and Sassy Dr. Ho's Humble Pie, you can show the one right there from Yelp. Their ranch dressing is to die for. I would bathe in that ranch dressing from Dr. Ho's. It legitimately is the, is the ranch dressing that, that I remember. You know the ranch dressings around town that you remember? There's something about them where they put time and effort into the dressing and they literally care about what they're doing with the dressing as opposed to just pouring it out of, say, like Performance Foods or Cisco, just getting a big tub from the truck and putting in a ramekin and serving it to a customer. There are some owners that legitimately tailor the recipe of their ranch. This is one of the spots. It's... it's mm. Mm. And you know what would be... I think hugely potential that would have huge potential at the crossroads store. You take one of these breweries that wants to get like um, a secondary or auxiliary tap room. One would work there at the crossroads store because you got the parking and you got the connectivity with Pippin Hill and Woodridge Farm. You can easily turn that into a little beer and wine trail, that 29 uh, South area. And Woodridge Farm is another place that's dynamite. I mean, it's absolutely fantastic. I want to go to LinkedIn. We'll get to comments here. Um, this is from John Blair on LinkedIn. Then we'll talk Chesterfield County. Oh, this is on Chesterfield County. 
Chesterfield County is not the only locality. Jerry, looking at the issue of vape shop proliferation, here's an example from Montgomery County, Maryland. Ooh, and he's sharing a link. Thank you, John Blair. Do we not have a proliferation problem with vape shop? Okay, here's another question. I'm, I'm sincerely asking these questions to you rhetorically and also sincerely. Sincerely. Can you be, can you be rhetorical and sincere at the same time? Or are rhetorical and sincere opposites? Yeah, it's kind of hard to ask a rhetorical question, but also ask a question that you want a Sincerely. sincere answer to. Okay. In this case, I'm doing rhetorical and trying to be sincere when asking you. Do you think there's a proliferation of vape shops locally? And then also, can you get the lower thirds up? I know I'm hopping around here. Let's Do you see. think there's a proliferation of vape shops locally? Put the third um, one on there. Why so many, so many vape shops around Seville? Hold on. I, the first question should be, should we care? I believe this is the fat and sassy. You got the fat and sassy? Yeah. Oh, you Check your it? screen, see if... Uh, oh, look at the screen. That's the fat and sassy. If you haven't had this appetizer, you're missing something really good. I'll put it in my top 10 favorite appetizers in Central Virginia, that one right there. The, it, I'll put it in perspective. I know Dr. Hose in North Garden is a drive. That appetizer, the fat and sassy, that is worth the drive alone if you only get that. It's worth the drive alone. I sincerely mean that. Now, put the lower third, if you could put on there, of uh, why are so many vape shops around Seville. And then I want to ask you, should we care about this? Or are we overstepping our bounds? And as Julian Freeman has said on the show, I think it's a great point that she's made here. This is a great point. Where, where was her comment? Julian Freeman, this is a great point. Is there a restriction on how close an ABC store can be from a school? I don't know that answer. I don't John, either. John Blair, do you know? Jim Hingley, do you know? Is there a restriction of how close an ABC store can be from a school? I mean, it raises the question, like, you wouldn't expect any child to be able to go into a, an ABC store and buy something, right? No, they have to be 21. And in fact, a child can't even go into an ABC store without being accompanied by a, an adult. So what's the difference between that and a vape store? Is it just that? Is it just that we expect the people running vape stores to be less, uh, less strict? See, that's that's the essence of what we're talking about here. Yeah. Should we care that vape stores are popping up? Should we care? I mean, that's it, the first question. Should we care? The, yeah, they're almost acting like if kids see the window of a vape store, they're going to be somehow magically drawn to, to there? Well, you, you limit where, say, like a gentleman's club can operate. For example, Albemarle County will not allow a gentleman's club to open, nor will Charlottesville City. I mean, everyone's asked. I've been here for 23 years, and people have said, why is there no gentleman's club? But that's restricting Especially all with people. UVA. But that's restricting all people. That's like, we don't want that here for anyone. There, nobody's stopping ABC stores from being in Charlottesville. And ABC stores are state-owned. What? ABC stores are state-owned. They're run by Virginia. I know. Okay. 
So, are we looser with how we handle ABC stores because they're managed and run by the state of Virginia, a government entity? Vape shops are owned by private entities and many private entities. Why are these private entities popping up right next to each other? What's the motive? Is the motive to get ahead of the market if the market ever allows the legalization of retail weed or cannabis products where you can go into a store and buy THC derivatives? Okay, Yunkin seems to be poo-pooing that as we speak, literally. If people don't think uh, Yunkin, the governor of Virginia, is contemplating a run for president, you're just not reading the tea leaves correctly. I'm not saying that Yunkin is the Republican nominee or the Republican frontrunner. I still think it's, what's his face, DeSantis. Really? But Yunkin is undoubtedly That's thinking, scary. you think it's Trump? No, no, I said, I think that's scary. What's, is Trump being the front runner not scarier? Uh, yeah, that, I mean, there's... I mean, it's got to be a confident yes to that question. Yeah, but there's... Uh, it doesn't matter. Well, uh, who, who would be the front runner that you would, you would see? Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, not saying, I'm not suggesting that you're wrong in any of that. I just think it's scary that DeSantis is the front runner. As of this point, I think Yunkin is on the short list of people to consider. You don't. You disagree? No, I don't disagree. I think everything Yunkin's doing right now is being done with one eye in Virginia and the other eye on the other 49 states. That's fair. And every decision he's making is on one eye on Virginians and on the other eye on Americans. Walk next time you have an opportunity, and you too, when you have Eliza, when, you, when you're on break or you have some time, you have so much time around here, right? Walk from, walk from the code building to the Ting Pavilion. I've done that before. You've done that? You've walked on the downtown mall before? Uh, the entire length of it. No way. At least once. Get out one time? <laughs> that is so at, crazy. At least. Dude, you're living life on the edge, homie. Living on the edge. Who sung that song? That was uh, Aerosmith. Yeah. Steven Tyler, living on the edge. Walk from the code building to the Ting Pavilion and consider the side streets because I think there's one on the side street, uh, the side street that the movie theater was on. I think that's Second Street. And I bet you you get four. I bet you you get, if I put the over-under on four vape shots, you'd be over four. Skuma's one. We love Skuma. Carytown's another one that's two. You got one on the side streets that's three. That's off the top of my head right right along without thinking. More are opening. Should they be limited from how close they are to schools? Personally, I don't. I, I, if, unless you're really worried about, uh, about them being sold the products, I, are they so <coughs> influenced just by the site? I think it legitimizes. I think, I think having um, a storefront with a window and, and a building legitimizes what you're selling and adds credibility to your efforts. Okay, but it is a legitimate product. It is a legitimate product. That's what I'm saying. That's like the whole gist of what I'm asking. Like, if this is a legitimate product, why is Chesterfield County limiting how close it can be to schools? 
or how close it can be to other vape shops or the hours that it can be in, in operation, considering that's, that's Wednesday the, they make the decision. That's the craziest. The that, hours, okay, maybe that's the question the, I should ask. The them. hours is nuts. 8 a.m. Like, to 8 p.m.? How can you possibly limit a business's hours because you don't like what they sell? Just tell them they can't, like, make a law that they can't sell that. Maybe, maybe, maybe I should have started with that question. Should like, the question have been from the beginning, why is Chesterfield County, Virginia, and its Board of Supervisors this Wednesday considering the following limitations for vape shops within its county? Limitation one, it can only be within 2,000. It cannot be. It cannot be within 2,000 linear feet of a school. It cannot be within 2,000 linear feet of another vape shop. And it can only be open 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Sunday. Like what is the I, – I don't understand the reasoning behind the uh, – Because of the proliferation of the shops. I don't understand the reasoning behind the hours. That has nothing to do with proliferation. And the hour one is the biggest, is the biggest uh, issue for me. If I was, if I was in that space, if I was in that space, I'd have no problem with the school piece. I'd, I'd, I'd openly encourage having no competition within 2,000 linear feet of me. But saying that people can't come to my store after 8 p.m. Right. when so many people are getting off work at 6 or 6.30, like what the hell? They have kids and lives. This is going to limit how they can get this product or even their if, product. Even if nobody worked. Like it's just I, – I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense. Like is there some – like are kids going out – after eight these days, I don't. It, it just uh, it makes absolutely no sense. The others I can I can understand, even though I, you know, I think they're silly, but uh, but the hour one is just baffling. Let's let's get to these comments here. Neil Williamson, Kelly Jackson, Albert Graves, Bill McChesney, Vanessa Parkhill, Ginny Hu, <laughs> Julian Freeman, Kevin Higgins. Um, Reed, Jamison, Paul, Lonnie Murray. We're going to get to your comments. John Blair. Um, we'll get to your comments here. Um, let's get to KJ. I love when KJ watches the program. Kelly Jackson. She says, kids vape in the bathroom all day long at Monticello High School. No kids doubt. can just order them on Amazon if they want. Dude, yay, for, yay for Amazon. You want to know the scariest effing thing? What? How kids are getting their, uh, how a lot of kids are getting their drugs now. Dude, remember the days. Hold on, let me take some notes. <laughs> Judah. <laughs> you got jokes. That was funny. That was a good joke. I like charming Judah. Charming Judah is good. Allegedly. I don't know if you've ever uh, purchased, any, uh, purchased anything that you should not have purchased. Do you uh, remember the first time you've ever purchased anything that you should not have purchased? Not online. <laughs> um, the days of like meeting somebody in the parking lot or like um, the days, I think the, the first time for me was like, uh, I won't say the restaurant, it was like I was 14 or 15, I was in Williamsburg. I was a busboy, an eager, ambitious busboy that was looking to climb to like server or host. And I was getting to know some of the back of the house staff. And if you want to get something, you get to know the back of the house at a restaurant. B-O-H at a restaurant. You're going to find anything you want. Anything you want, any time of day, you'll find it at the back of the house at a restaurant. Someone at the back of the house doesn't have it themselves. They'll know someone that has it. And that person will, bring, will get their buddy to bring it to the back door of the back of the house within about an hour. <laughs> okay? That no will doubt. happen. 
So I'm chilling at this particular grill, may or may not be the sportsman's grill in Williamsburg, and getting to know some of the staff back there. And back in the day, you could go through the back of the house to buy something. Now, this is terrifying, okay? This is terrifying. Kids are going online. They're ordering what they think is some kind of drug. It may or may not be the drug they order. They are then going to these P.O. box places like you see at Fifth Street Station or at um, uh, the Food Line Shopping Center on Pantops, and they're getting their own P.O. box where there's very little supervision of getting the box to set up. Like if you get a P.O. box at the post office, which this company has, they get your driver's license. You have to show some proof of value. You know, proof of identity and proof of business. At some of these private P.O. box places, these, these, these mailbox places, it's not like that. So you're ordering online. You're ordering online from a place and a, re- and a business that has a name that is not tied to what they're selling you. Yeah. It's like a phony name. Like brown box deliveries. Exactly. They're getting delivered to a P.O. box, not even the house, so the parents can't intervene. They're being done with kids through Cash App or Venmo. Hmm. The parent has, on on a cell phone, on an iPhone that the kid has in their hand. Yeah. And they're paying for the P.O. box with either Venmo, Cash App, Apple Pay. Parent has such little tie, or oversight is a better word. Such little, or, or the best phrase is opportunity for oversight. Yeah. You know what parenting is? And I'm no expert. My, our oldest is five. But part of being a good parent is, is just showing up. Being around your kid, and I'm not saying helicopter parent, but mm-hmm. being around your kid and seeing the potential pitfalls that your kid may not see, and then preventing those pitfalls from becoming a reality. And the reason that you can prevent those pitfalls from becoming a reality is because you're around. Yeah. Opportunity parenting. Parenting that comes with the opportunity of being present. When they're buying drugs online, today's high schooler, there's no opportunity for the parent to be present. It's done on a phone clandestine. It's done Cash App, Venmo, or Apple Pay clandestine. It's done with an internet site clandestine. It's done through the mail clandestine. It's done through a P.O. box at a place that's not really doing any kind of accountability measure, clandestine. I mean, it's just, it's terrifying. And a lot of the kids, they're buying stuff that they think is something else, and it ends up getting laced with something like fentanyl, and it takes such a small amount of fentanyl to do anything for kids to die. Yeah. That's That's the... Deep, dark secret that we need to have a very, very, very open and frank conversation about. Yeah, no doubt. Fentanyl is horrifying. I'm scared of guns on streets. Don't get me wrong. I'm scared of guns on streets. But I'm even more scared of fentanyl. Oh, yeah. You see pictures of, you know, like a little... A little powdery mound of fentanyl. And uh, and it's like, this is enough fentanyl to kill, uh, you know... The city of Charlottesville twice over. Kelly Jackson says kids are getting drugs off Snapchat, 
on their phone and chat on their games, 100%. And Reed Jameson says the vape shops are definitely setting up to be dispensaries when Virginia gets its head in the game. For sure. I mean, once you get the vape shop set up, then you have the infrastructure ready to go, and then you could just flip the switch, and next thing you know, like, Delta 8 becomes, like, super deluxe white widow and purple haze. Like, no doubt about it. It's not even flipping a switch. It's just buying a new product. Or offering a new product that complements the current product. Yeah, but I mean, in terms of... uh... Because some folks legitimately like, like... What is it? Uh, Delta 8 and what's the other one? Uh, Delta 8 and Delta 9. Some folks like the non-hallucid, the, the non-THC for like pain remedy. Yeah. Not everyone's pro the THC strain. And that's totally cool. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Chesterfield County, Wednesday, Board of Supervisors. Limit how close vape shops should be within schools how close they can be to each other, 2,000 linear feet, and most interesting, limit the hours, 8 p.m. to 8 a.m., Monday through Sunday. It's government's way to control the free market. That's what government is trying to do here in Chesterfield County, Virginia, is they're trying to control the free market. This con- Let's get to some comments here. Where is the one from Neil? Neil's comment always gets me thinking. Oh, Neil. Here we go. Neil's still watching, too. Neil Williamson and Sean Tubbs are hosting a uh, forum, guys, a debate between the Charlottesville City Councilors, uh, candidates, between the candidates, the five candidates. I'm very excited for this forum. Uh, Neil and Sean, I will be watching, and we will be talking about your live debate. Here's Neil Williamson's question. Jerry and Judah, are vape store restrictions about saving kids or preserving neighborhood character? Is a vape store really a fair comparison to a gentleman's club? The gentleman's club comparison was a bit of a stretch. Yeah. Even Judah with his comparison. even Judah with his body language while I was making this comparison yeah. was indicating that it was a stretch. Gentlemen's clubs and vape shops are not apples and apples. No. Albemarle County has restricted gentlemen's clubs. That's why we don't have one in Albemarle, Charlottesville City, the same. Many have said a gentleman's club with a third of the University of Virginia being fraternity or Greek would crush it in this town. No doubt. Many have said it would crush it. For example, Richmond, Virginia has... Not that I have any experience or know anything about any of these whatsoever... Four to five. Some may be called the paper moon and the velvet rope. Not that I have any experience. Um, No, it's not a fair comparison, Neil. Um, And are vape store restrictions about saving kids or preserving neighborhood character? I think that's really what it is. Yeah, I think that's a great point. The hate to the vape store is the same hate that's materialized in the NIMBY, the not in my backyard. Yeah. The and people complaining about seeing them all over the place. You talked about proliferation. They're everywhere. But the thing is, there must they're be, everywhere. Yes, but there must be a reason why. Because it's they're prob- selling something that's addictive that people will pay for. All right. Bring it down a notch. I, I know that. But there must be... It, that's it's, it's that's more, what they're selling. It's more than that. No. 
Okay, make your point. I apologize for interjecting. It what may, is it that it it's more? It may have to do with the with the overhead costs. It may be low. The what? Over, it may be low overhead in stocking this stuff, and it may also. How be, you figure? How do I figure? The just, argument you could make is this. If you wanted to make this argument, you could make it's a business model that's not tied to a lot of labor. The store can be operated by one person as opposed to a staff or a flock of people. That's exactly, a legitimate argument. Exactly. Low overhead. Okay. The, tying it to the product, the product still costs money. You yeah. can make a legitimate argument that the cost of goods does not you know, go bad. Like right. say a restaurant – Milk spoils yeah. and vegetables so, go bad. So overall, now you're nitpicking. Overall, Touché. low overhead. And it, the thing is, we, you know, if people are having a problem with all of these shops popping up, what do you want? You want more restaurants? Well, there, we can, know the restaurant can't work. Nobody can make money exactly. running a restaurant. That's, there we go. Some other small business. Ah, you're making the show good Some here. other small business. Like what? Like a... Like a a boutique furniture store? That's not uh, going to work. Like, what are you, like, show me, show me a small business around here that's, that's going gangbusters. Judah Wickhauer is bringing it right now, making the show better. Keep going. The problem is, what's left? If somebody wants to start a small business, they're going to go for what's making money. And if right now vapes are making money, I'm sorry, but your town is going to get filled with vape shops. There you go. Give Judah some props by hammering the like button right there. That was damn good. Thank you. Sincerely mean that. And not rhetorically either. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good to hear. That was well said. Is what can make money in a retail storefront in 2023 a vape shop? Yeah, if that's all that's making money. Is that what makes money now? Why would somebody go, you know, unless it's your dream to open a, you know. Okay, you know, there's the, there's, that might be where I should have started. Is that why we have such a proliferation of vape shops? Because that's the business that makes money in 2023? People in a storefront? In a storefront. In a, the key here is in a retail location. Yeah. Is that why? It ain't, it's not the restaurant that's going to work. Yeah. We've already seen that. Right. We've already seen that the, the boutique selling the expensive stuff is not going to work. Yeah. You've got to be super niche for that. And you've got you've to have a, a pre-built uh, customer base, I think, to know that you're going to make enough money to survive. Um, Ginny Hu on Twitter says, the vape shop at Waffle House on 5th Street is just a couple hundred yards down the road from another vape shop that's in between Starbucks and Christian's in the shopping center right next to it. She also says kids yeah. are already vaping in classrooms, so that ship has sailed. And Dylan's rule on Twitter says the fat and sassy is amazingly good. <laughs> Albert Graves says vape stores clearly have signs in their doors that you must be 21 to enter. And no, we should not care. It's a business, and if they're paying their bills and employees, it should not be a problem. I agree. Bob Yarborough says it's called the Tobacco Castle on 5th Street uh, Extended, where the Waffle House was. Yeah. It's called the, the Tobacco Castle, and he says it's the absolute worst. <laughs> and the one, 200, the one 200 feet over next to... Uh, Christians? Yeah, that's the... I believe that's, that's Carytown. Carytown. Yeah. The Carytown... Dude, who is the money behind the Carytown brand? 
They're all over the place now, aren't they? The Carytown brand is freaking everywhere. There's a Carytown on the UVA corner. There's one at the bottom of Pantops. There's one on the bottom of Pantops. There's one on 5th Street Extended. There's one in the downtown mall that's just off the top of our house. Carytown originated this business in Carytown, Virginia. Mm -hmm. They are everywhere. What's the money behind Carytown? Albert Graves says, so many vape shops opening up in the area in the hopes of getting a license to legally sell marijuana once the recreational sales open in Virginia. 100%. Warrior AG. Bob Yarborough says, the uh, tobacco castle on 5th Street Station, that's one of the first things people see when they enter Charlottesville, Virginia, off the exit 120. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, the place looks like it should be selling fireworks. Uh, with I think it's got like, dude, it's so tacky. The windows in the Waffle House on Fifth Street have been signaged over with yeah. like deal, 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 sale, sale, right. sale. I'm Buy not... one, get one free. It's like the kind of thing that you see uh, on a on a long road trip, and uh, you see the big sign saying, Next "South of the border." Next stop, you know. Yeah, south of the border. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah south, south of the border. That's one of them. Jamie Turner says he's watching in Culpeper. It's insane here in Culpeper as well. Tobacco Max stores everywhere. At this point, I just assume empty storefronts will turn into a vape shop. Maybe, maybe that's what happens. Maybe it's like some magic that uh, if a, a storefront stays empty too long, it uh, magically becomes a. Albert a vape Gray shop. says the ABC store should be held to the same rules as the vape shops. Oh wait. The ABC stores are owned by the government, so they're not. Yeah. Uh, Neil Williamson says... Rules for thee, not for me. I know. The government. The government. Huh. We need to sell our booze anywhere we want. Yeah. We're going to sell our booze by the kids. We're going to sell the booze any time of day, any time of night. We're going to sell the booze by the kindergartners. We're going to sell the booze by the middle schools. We're going to sell the booze by the high schoolers. Vape shops, get them away from the schools. Vape shops, no, 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 no. They can't be open after 8 p.m. No, no, no. Vape shops, 2,000 feet away from the schools. Bogus. Uh, Neil Williamson, North Gardens Crossroads store would likely not be allowed to be built in Almaro County today. Wow. That's a topic. Put the Crossroads store lower third on if folks are just tuning into the program. And the ones you should put in there is... uh, Crossroads Corner Shops for Sale, 6200000 That would be a good lower third to put on there. If you're just tuning into the show, I think this is, uh, you're hearing this for the first time. Um, the Crossroads store in North Garden is for sale. That's the location that's home to um, Dr. Ho's Humble Pie. $6.2 million, the asking price for this iconic shopping center that has undoubtedly cornered the North Garden market. Um, It is just nine miles from UVA, less than a mile from Pippin Hill. 14 of 16 tenant spaces are occupied, all with triple net leases. The anchor tenants are the UVA Crossroads Family Medicine and Old Dominion National Bank, maybe the most Iconic tenant, Dr. Ho's Humble Pie. 145 parking spaces with 762 feet of frontage on Monacan Trail, 29. 
Total acreage, 5.32. This is a trophy property. I would love to buy this property. Trophy property right here. Ah. Albert Graves says, you are a landlord, Jerry. Would you rather have on-time, full-paying vape shop who also pays all their taxes or a restaurant that can't pay its rent, employee, or its vendors? Yeah, no, I totally get it. If I was a landlord, I'd want the vape shop. And you know, here's another thing that's interesting. You know what else all these vape shops have going for them? Hmm. Are we on a two? We're on a two right now? You know what else all these vape shops have going for them? What's that? Customers. Look at the vape shops. There's people in them. Yeah. Think about running a business when you're selling vape. These vape shops. They keystone everything. Everything they keystone. Do you know what the definition of keystoning is? I'll look it up. It's a retail term related to pricing inventory. It is a pricing method whereby merchandise is priced for resale at an amount that is often 100% higher than what it was purchased for. So if they're buying it for 25 bucks and they're selling it for 50 and they have one employee that's making 15 bucks an hour, right. they have no cost of goods that are going to expire or go right. bad, like lettuce or tomatoes or anything like that. They're, the customers don't stay there to eat or drink, so they don't make a mess. They take their stuff and they leave. Yeah. It eventually runs out and it's addictive. So they have to come back to the vape shop to re-up. Yeah. You know what the vape shop is? The vape shop is a coffee shop with less overhead. It's like an alcohol shop. The vape, yeah. It's not the vape shop the is an, it's an alcohol shop. It's not run by the government. That's not owned by the government. There it is. That's what it is. Yeah. It's an alcohol shop that's not owned by the government. There she, there she is right there. Love it. That's another, that's great. I should have said that. It's like an alcohol shop that's not owned by the government. Yeah. They run out and they got to go back there to buy it again. Why are we, why are we not in the vape shop business? We've got display cases. <laughs> no, we have storefront. Just get some I Love Seville vapes. Uh, am I within 2,000 square feet of Skuma? I think I am. 2,000 linear square feet is as the crow flies. Yeah. 2,000 linear square feet. All right. That's the talk show. Um, I agree. Albert Graves, you make good points. I would rather have, he, he says, would you rather have a vape shop or an empty storefront on the downtown mall? Mm-hmm. Would you, what would you rather have? Uh, you mean as somebody walking along the downtown mall? Would I rather have one or the other? Or would you rather have a vape shop or an empty storefront if you were walking the downtown mall? I'd rather have a vape shop. With, but, uh, you know, that's like... Well, I can't were, believe you had to think that long for. They're well, really because, that... Because my thinking is, okay, well, if you take that to an, ex- to an extreme, I wouldn't want, you know, 20 empty storefronts. We... 20 vape shops. We basically have five vape shops on the downtown mall. Okay. That's a lot. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I'd say. But they're, you know, it's not like they're within viewing distance of each other. So it's not like you look down the downtown mall and think, holy crap, 
What's with all these vape shops? <clears throat> Bill McChesney says there are about 17 or 18 shops between the airport and 5th Street Station. There are about five on West Main. Vape and CBD products online is a 24-hour operation. Other stores close between 6.30 and 10 p.m. Lonnie Murray says, I think, though, that generally I'm against sin laws. If you want to keep kids from drugs, including vapes, then I personally think getting more kids out walking, running, cycling, or playing sports. When I was at Miller School, a kid tried out for the cross-country team who smoked, and after the first practice vowed he'd never smoke again. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, you know. Brittany Gray says this, absolutely not. We are fighting the worst epidemic these schools have seen with vape pens. I speak with parents all the time that are struggling keeping their kids away from vape pens. Difficult to track and get caught, easy to access, and unfortunately they are getting laced with the worst possible drugs that are, that are killing off our youth. Okay, but it could be argued that they're getting those from unreputable sources, whereas, I mean, not that we want them buying them no, from that's vape true. shops. That's true. What you're saying is true. Chances are what they would be getting from a vape shop would be, you know, would be something that you don't have to worry about being laced with fentanyl or some other nasty That's That's thing. true. The, the ones that are sold at the shops have, uh, and, and I'm not sure what the exact term is, but there's an exact term on it. David at Skuma has taught us this term before, and I should know this because I'm in the branding and marketing business, hmm. but there's a packaging, some copywriting on it that tells the ingredients that are in there, and they've been, like, inspected. Yeah. So getting them through the vape shops, it is it's advantageous. It's safer. That's, what I, that's, that's true. That is a lot safer than buying uh, black market vape. That's true. Uh, Vanessa Parkhill says, what about the little store across the road for Balmoral High School? I bet they sell vape products as well as beer. That's a good question. The Chesterfield County government is trying to limit vape stores that have 25% or more of their inventory that is CBD, vape, or hemp, or 15% or more of their display area that is CBD, vape, or hemp. I know that store across from Almoral High School, and I'm sure they do sell vape product, but I bet you it's not 25 or 15% of what they sell or they display, Vanessa. Good question, though. Uh, Reed Jameson Paul makes a good point. Vape shops don't make people vape. Right. And you can buy cigarettes in every gas station. Yeah, and I would add to that and to what, uh, to what she was saying about the fact that if all these kids, if it's an if it's an epidemic in the schools, then I don't think that the uh, the vaping storefronts are what is going to uh, is not what's drawing kids to buy the products. It's they're a fine all, line, man. They're, if, if they if see if, if they it's see an epidemic a... in the school, then they're learning about it from their friends, not from driving in their parents' car and seeing. A vape store. Yeah, but if they drive in their parents' car and they see a vape store at a storefront in a marquee location, it's going to legitimize, legitimize, and credibilize the concept of vaping for them. I think that boat has already sailed. What does that mean? That means the kids already have. Uh, they already have 
an image in the. They mind. already have a perception of vaping. Yeah. Ugh. Well, that's too bad. I think you're right. Janice Boyce Trevilian says, "You two are not afraid of Joe Biden." When we were talking about the president, presidential, I'm terrified of Joseph Biden, who just announced his re-election intentions. I'm terrified of Joseph Biden and his re-election intentions, and I will leave it at that because I don't like to talk national politics on this program because they're too divisive. But I am terrified of Joseph Biden and his re-election campaign. Um, anything else you want to add? Yeah. Brittany, the, uh, Brittany Gray says it's much more accessible now. Marketing 101, it's available. Everyone does it. They want it. Bright lights, trendy colors. No way. We are pushing this heavy for the sake of profit, and it's hurting our youth the most. Dude, it really is. The vape stuff, dude, if you look at, like, we're in the branding and advertising business. She's in the branding business as well. Um, you look at the vape. Do you ever see the packaging and, like, the flavors? It's like branding and marketing and packaging for children. Yeah. Like for young teens. Like with like the bubble gum and like the fruity tooty flavors and like the cherry and like the packaging and like the DL nature of these pens, they're no longer sticks anymore like a pen. Oh yeah. They're like, like they're various long. Yeah. And they're various shapes. And like if you were someone in a position of authority to be able to see it or find it, good luck. You couldn't. Yeah. You couldn't. Cotton candy. People are putting the various flavors. Brittany Gray says it's like cereal boxes for four-year-olds. Yeah. Well, Judah Wickhauer, I think, has said the most profound thing today. Neil Williamson says, you're speaking the truth, Judah. People uh, start businesses and sell things to build relationships with people. <laughs> And I think the most profound thing that was said on this program was said by Judah Wickhauer. It's 2023. And in the era of 2023, if you have a business that's heavy labor, you're not going to make it. A vape shop needs one person. In 2023, if your business is tied to restaurants and selling food to people in a volatile cost of goods environment in an inflationary environment, in a labor shortage environment, you got some serious headwinds. A vape shop is none of that. In 2023, evidently, if you're not selling something that's highly addictive and runs out and needs to be re-upped every two or three days, you <coughs> cannot operate a successful storefront in 2023. Actions meet consequences. The ones that are successful, evidently, in 2023 are selling booze, cigarettes, lottery tickets, and vape-related paraphernalia. We kid, but we really do not, mm -hmm. which is crazy. It's crazy. That's the internet. That is the internet. No, that's the internet combined with COVID. Yeah, that's act actions meeting their consequences. Internet combined with the collateral damage of COVID. Oh, all right, that's the show. Uh, I think my... Oh, uh, you have your Yiddish word. Sorry, I almost forgot. I think my word is perfect for today. It's mushuga. What is it? Mushuga. Come again? Mushuga. One more time? Mushuga. Mushuga? It's like when, you, uh, when you're like out and about 
and uh, you get back home and you have a nice steak dinner and you have a bowl of ice cream with some chocolate syrup and cherry and some whipped cream and you're all satisfied and you're ready to go to bed and you say, where's my sugar? Where's my sugar? When you're looking for your wife, my sugar. Where's my sugar at? Where's my sugar at? Where's my sugar at? Where's my sugar? Sugar? Where's my sugar at? Is that what you're talking about? Oddly detailed, but no. Is that what you're talking <laughs> Can you spell it? Uh, well, there's multiple spellings. Uh, M-E-S-H-U-G-A. M-E-S-H. I think there's probably four or five spellings for every, every Yiddish word. What does meshuga mean? It means crazy. Crazy. Meshuga. Meshuga. What was crazy? Which part? Meshugana is a crazy woman. Meshuganer is a crazy man. <laughs> the things we learn. The things we learn. Yeah. On the I Love Seville show with the Yiddish words of the day, Mashuga. Mashugana. Mashuga. Mashuga. You're making me Mashuga. Uh, Deep Throat says, I think the noun form is better, Miss Hugas. I M I S H U G A S. Dude, Deep Throat is a damn, is a fucking, excuse my language. I just used the F word. I'm sorry. Sometimes who I am comes out. Deep Throat is like a Yiddish genius over here. Every time you do the Yiddish word of the day, Deep Throat has a nuanced understanding of the word you're utilizing <laughs> and a different variant of how to utilize it. Well, this is uh, pretty. Look, look at what he said. I think the noun form is better. Is Miss Hugas? No great English equivalent, but basically the craziness or idiocy someone brings to a situation. Yeah, I got it over here spelled uh, Mishigas, M-I-S-H-E-G-A-S, which means insanity, craziness, or silliness. Man. Mishigas. Mishigas. You're making me Mishigas. Ginny Who says, thanks, Judah. You're she welcome. also sent a fantastic message via Twitter. I, I, I think she's given me permission to read this. Um, she said, a shout-out for Chief Kachis and our local police officers. I've been hiring off-duty Charlottesville officers for events for a year now. The one this past weekend was the first under Chief Kachis. In case you don't know, you have to hire officers through a third-party online system and pay in full up front with no guarantees any officers will take the shift. That actually happened in April 2022 when no officer showed. This past Friday, I had three officers at my event, and while it could be a coincidence, they seem much happier than the ones I've had in the past. They did an excellent job, so I emailed the department about their performance. The chief himself answered me back the very next morning, and that never happened under the previous leadership. I'm impressed and looking forward to hiring off-duty officers again for my events. It's from Ginny Hu on Twitter. That's fantastic, Ginny Hu. Yeah. That's a great endorsement right there. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you just can't beat the, the personal touch. And knowing that, uh, that uh, Chief Conscious responds to, uh, to emails himself is very impressive. That's so impressive. Dude, let's give, let's give them props. Mm-hmm. Police making a difference in this town. Yeah. Police making some moves over here. Deep Throat, uh, all four of Deep Throat's grandparents' first language was Yiddish. Oh, nice. That's how he knows. That's cool. That is cool. Do we uh, want to play either of those videos? Oh, my gosh, I forgot. Look at you keeping us on point. Um, Greg Howard passed away. 
Um, this is kind of a somber topic here. Um, Greg Howard was a Charlottesville musician. I guess you need to change the uh, lower third. And this Charlottesville musician passed away on Saturday. And this musician, Greg Howard, was a world-renowned Chapman Stick player. Like he taught the Chapman Stick all over the world, a very unique instrument. Judah Wickhauer and I had an opportunity to spend um, two hours with Greg Howard on the I Love Seville show, who brought his Chapman stick to the show to play for us. We thought we could pay tribute to Greg Howard, who passed away on Saturday, the Charlottesville musician, by taking a portion of his time on our show a couple years ago, where we were just absolutely entertained and, and mesmerized and impressed and fascinated by this unique instrument, we'd like to pay, pay tribute to him by playing a portion of the show so you can see how much he enjoyed playing the Chapman stick. So Mr. Greg Howard, um, rest in peace, sir. We did not know you that well, but we see on social media that you had such a profound life on so many people here in Central Virginia. Um, we hope that there's a Chapman stick or, or, or 10 um, in your very close vicinity um, in the pearly gates. So we'll close with Greg Howard on the I Love Seville show um, about a year or two back playing the Chapman stick. He died on Saturday. Thank you for joining us today. Sure, sure. Can play the stick solo for a second? Please. Can sure. We, just for a second, just though. Just for a second, and then we get right in. Okay. We got folks asking about this in Spain and Germany and across the U.S.